Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? FanDuel always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, when you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game, parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Yo, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in to a brand new edition of SNAPS, your new favorite daily college football show we are here on the volume sports youtube channel go ahead and like it and subscribe to the channel very happy to be here i'm your host t bob a bear joined by my fellow host qb1 record holder mr air murray Aaron. what's up dude man i just got a crazy morning uh first off tremendous night last night at savannah i behaved myself i went to bed early finished andor got some good z's nice. which was much needed uh, and then as soon as I landed today, I get that that email from ESPN saying, hey, your game has been changed from Saturday to Thursday night. I had the South Carolina okay. game. So I'm kind of pumped, man. Thursday night, get my game on, and then I get to sit back and watch football all day Saturday. So uh, I don't hate the Thursday Hell night action. Yes. I kind of like it. Kind of like uh, it. Yeah, it's great. It, it, it makes a ton of sense. It's it's kind of like when I get over the anger of what is lost in not having Death Valley at night against Tennessee in a couple Saturdays. If LSU manages to win that game, it is going to set up for a fantastic Saturday night and mm -hmm. Saturday afternoon. Well, I'll be done with work, be getting ready, do a little snaps after dark, straight kicking in the office, uh, not having to, you know, getting to really watch the afternoon night slate instead of having to like freaking watch LSU New Mexico while USC's in the corner of my eye just pissing me off. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel you on that, dude. Get your work done and then be ready to chill for the weekend uh check it out if you are in the youtube chat you're watching what up parker what up dylan what up bilbo what's happening everybody look go ahead like the stream share the stream as well and uh shout out fanduel and papa colin for making the show happen uh coming up today oh and, and by the way big, big, i should agree with big, you big, you go big ahead. shout out big shout out to fanduel for paying for my date tonight 
you know, got that that money that we made this weekend. Ah, yes, yes, yes. To, like, that's right. Sharing out like once a week during the season it gets a little bit tough, but uh, you know, when you win some money on Fanduel, got to take the the pregnant wife out for a little little dinner. So. Yeah, Aaron Murray's Auburn Mizzou under uh, the the lock of the century pays big. Now, Mama Bear gets a nice little bottle of wine. Well, I guess well, actually, no, she can't have a she can have a glass, but but, <laughs> but whatever she gets, whatever she gets treated to a nice meal, whatever delicious, expensive food that she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Dylan, happy wife, happy life, very very wise and and you're right here the vibes are immaculate today i don't know about what it's been like in georgia you had a sweater on earlier so i assume it's been kind of nice it was like 100 degrees here again yesterday so imagine my surprise when i wake up this morning and it's 65 dog we're talking 85 high with no humidity okay unofficial dollop of fall in the Baton Rouge air. I've been jamming my Meg Ryan Spotify playlist all day. I am feeling good. I'm going to watch some Auburn film tonight. Uh, see how I feel about that D-line. Get kind of ready for Saturday. So, yes, the vibes are magic. And you watched Andor Episode 3. You're back on board with Andor fully, which I love. And, um, well, I'm excited to see where this journey goes. Uh, okay, so check it out this weekend. And by the way, yes, Aaron is 8-4 and four right now, 2-1 and one every single week. He is breaking Las Vegas right now. So to continue to watch and support our Friday Best Bets videos, and Aaron Murray will make you money. Uh, okay, so check it out. Today, we're going to do a couple of things. First off, we're going to ask five big college football questions right now, and they are as follows. Who has the higher offensive ceiling out of the Dragons, Alabama or UGA? And then is Tennessee out of the East? After the big win the other day, are they a legit contender? Um, when you look out in the West, has Max Johnson fixed that Texas A&M Aggie offense? Will Steve Sarkeesian ever bring Texas back? Is Oklahoma's loss a small problem or a death sentence? And then we'll give you our five most hated rivals, okay? Brian Burgess, what's up? Welcome, Parker. What's going on? Derek Thompson, what's happening, man? Uh, saying, Derek says, Aaron won me some cash. Hell yes, dude. More money coming this weekend. Let's start, Aaron, with a topic that is very near and dear to your heart. As you seek to become the very dragon upon which you have fought for so many years, I already warned you of your doom, but we don't need to go down that road. You are seeking to topple the Crimson Emperor in Alabama. And look, Dabo showed it can be done on a one-year sample size, but you seek something greater. You seek regime change. You want to completely supplant Saban and put Smart atop the throne. In order to do that, well, you're going to need to prove to be better. So it does beg the question, Aaron Murray, when you look at this Georgia offense and you look at this Alabama offense, who, by the way, look at the numbers. Both teams rank first in basically everything once again. It's, it's every freaking year. Uh, who has the higher offensive ceiling this year? Returning Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young or Stetson Bennett? Whose offense is going to be better? I think Georgia is going to be better. And if we want to just break it down by category right now and go from position by position on both offenses, let's do it. Let's just go. I mean, this way we can kind of go from for, for, for a true comparison here. Quarterback-wise, why I love Stetson, Bryce Young's a Heisman Trophy winner from last year. So I give the edge to Alabama in that category. Love Stetson. Stetson is one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC. But Bryce has a big, fancy trophy and is a chance to be a first-round draft pick. So Give the edge to Alabama there. Running backs, I'll give the edge to, to Alabama once again. I love Gibbs. I love McClellan. Both those guys are, are tremendous. I think Georgia's backs are, are good. I think they're average runners. I like them more out of the backfield as catchers than I do as actual the, the traditional running back role. So there we go. Alabama's up 2-0. Offensive line, big, big one here. Georgia has the advantage at the O-line. I think that's a pretty significant advantage as well. Receivers. Georgia has the edge at receivers, which is something that is rare. Alabama has been known, especially the past five to seven years, of having some of the best receivers in America. We kind of talked about this offseason, man, a big dip in production, and we've seen that so far this year. That They had their best game last week versus Vandy, but that's Vandy. It's a high school team, so I don't know how much you can really say how much that team or offense and, and, and receivers have really gotten better here through four weeks. Uh, and then tight ends. No question about it. Uh, George has the best tight ends in the country. 
by far the best tight ends uh, compared to to Alabama. So three to mm-hmm. two dogs over Bama. Uh, it's close though. I mean, this is still as you allude to the numbers, T. Bob. Alabama's still legit, man. When you got Bryce as quarterback, you're always going to put up points. I do think the receivers are getting better, but in some major categories, receivers, tight end, and and obviously the offensive line, which is a critical factor in this game. Uh, Georgia has the big edge there. So give me my dogs with this comparison right now. So it's interesting, man. Uh, when we started this, um, we were I, I, I was fully prepared to us to land on different sides of this naturally because my honest uh, instinct was to go Alabama here. And a lot of it is because of Bryce Young. And really, it is the rise of Stequavius that is really probably what pushes me across the finish line to UGA in this case, because that gap between Bryce Young and Sequavius, which or excuse me, between Bryce Young and Stetson last season, that gap felt very large. Mm-hmm. Um, Stequavius has closed that gap seemingly at this point. And that's not to say he's going to be the NFL prospect that Bryce Young will be or anything, but like, don't, don't take maybe not having as many touchdowns or Bryce Young as too much of a mark against what Stetson Bennett has done thus far this season. Okay. They're right neck and neck each, with each other in terms of QB rating. Uh, Stetson's over a few more yards. So like the rise of Sequavius helps in that regard. Uh, but what I was shocked to learn as I started to dive into the numbers is exactly what you're talking about, Aaron. UJ has better weapons. And I think that is probably the biggest difference in this group. And you mentioned the offensive line as well, right? It's really hard for me to get over how bad that O-line looked at times against Texas. And it's not to say that they didn't have just an off day. Cause they're like, Oh, but team up, what about UGA and Kent state? I mean, Texas is way better than Kent state. I, I feel you on that. But I understand misstepping against Kent State, okay? We've all been there before. You're not lucked in. You're kind of rolling your eyes. It's a lazy day. Uh, They snap off a couple plays. Those guys are playing as hard as hell. And it's like you just kind of sleepwalk your way through. There was no sleepwalking in Austin. You were supposed to be locked in. And you had a defense that pushed you around for the majority of the game. So, yeah, George's offensive line, big advantage. But, again, it is the weapons that I was shocked at. I just so go to SEC. I love CFPstats.com. Great site for anybody listening. Super easy to navigate with like a ton of information. And I was like, okay, who's leading the SEC in receiving yards per game and who do they play for? Um, interestingly, you don't arrive at a player from either team until Brock Bowers at number seven. And I'm like, okay, surely some of Alabama's gonna pop up next. Well, no, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, they're at 17. You got two more Georgia players and Kenny McIntosh and Lad McConkey. You got to get all the way to the 23rd player in the conference before you get it to Sean Holden. And the reason why I bring this up is because over the past few years, if you had looked, it'd be like three of the top 10, two of the top five. It was basically just Alabama through and through. So as good as Bryce Young is, the weapons are not as good this year. Stetson has closed the gap. Stetson has better weapons and weapons returning, as you alluded to. And Georgia has the better offensive line. So even though my instincts were to say Alabama here, like the the actual data, when I started to do my research, really buckle down and think about this, it ended up leading me the other direction. And I think I would actually uh, – I, I think it would be, I, I would believe in the Bulldogs here. Now, are you at all worried about this, Aaron? It, it does seem – I know you gave the edge in running backs, and despite the offensive line for Alabama maybe not being the most dominant – uh, the rushing numbers right now are much better for Alabama uh, yep. than they are for that of Georgia. No, and 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 I can see that. I, I'm I'm like I said before, I'm not in love with Georgia's backs. Like when you watch them, when you watch Kendall or Kenny or Edwards back there, they're not they're not what we're used to. I mean, we're used to obviously as Georgia fans, we're used to RBU. We're used to guys that you know are getting the toss sweep or the downhill zone or power run scheme and are making guys missing the hole or running over guys. And you know, when I watch this group of backs this year for Georgia, what I'm seeing is a lot of guys just getting tackled on first contact. I'm not seeing guys mm-hmm. make someone miss in the hole. I'm not seeing someone run someone over or being able to essentially get hit the legs and kind of stumble a little bit, but keep their balance and keep chucking along. Like that's not their backs. And right now I kind of have faith in one of them and that is Kenny McIntosh. And it's not because of him as a pure running back running between the tackles. It's more of what he can do on the outside, catching the football, kind of what yeah. we saw last year from Georgia. So, 
Yeah, I think that's a, that that is something that could bite Georgia down the line because if you can't run the football and you do face a team that is a little bit better on the back end, someone that may have some skill players that can match up with Brock a little bit better or with AD or Lad and say, hey man, we don't need to, you know, we really don't need to load the box. We don't need to put a seventh guy in the box. We can play a little bit more too high and force Georgia to essentially run the football then that that does concern me a little bit. And and then to me, that's when you have to lean on Stetson running the football. And then obviously we know Stetson's not afraid to, even at his stature, he's not afraid to kind of get a little bit dirty in the run game. But I, I wouldn't bank on that of of leading Georgia to success. So you, know, you look at their schedule this year, they don't face in a lot of, of elite defenses. So it's going to be kind of hard to see. You know, Kentucky's going to be good. I do think Tennessee's defense is a little bit better. We'll, we'll talk about them here in a little bit. But, yeah, that's a major concern for me for Georgia if they cannot find a way with those backs and a good offensive line to run the ball a little bit more consistently. Where's no Sean when you need him, dude? Um, Light Dog 1968, quoting Squidbillies, uh, I like trucks. Auburn sucks. Yes, more on that coming up later. Light Dog, do not worry about that. Um, Hootie says the real question is, does Stutson get a fresh haircut the week before the game or not? If he does, Georgia by a million. I mean, let's be clear, right? Stequavis is probably getting tightened up on a weekly basis at this point, mm-hmm. correct? I mean, yeah, I like... Did, does Georgia haircut. have? Did, did they go? Okay, do they have it like in the building? Did they go straight Alabama style? They do have it in the building. Yes, they do. Wow, uh, wow, classic. Yeah. I mean, or, if you're not I doomed, do, think, if you're I, not I doomed to become the very monster that you hate, I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm glad I'm at least doing the show with you here before you fully have borne your wings and taken up residence in some freaking cave full of gold. At least I get you, you know, when you're still on the come up. This, I haven't worn this on the show yet. You know, I make sure I take it off before we go, but it is getting a little bit nippy. Like you said, the falls in the uh, area, put some jackets on. Um, uh, well, uh, yeah, just jacket off for now. Okay. And we're going to continue the show. Uh, is Tennessee a legit contender question number two of our five big questions of the day shout out to all the vols fans and that man i i know y'all have had just a fantastic time recently so i follow a lot of tennessee people on twitter because i've gotten into it with tennessee twitter before over baseball and other shit but um I, so so whatever so i saw their reaction to saturday and like i remember reading tweets when we got done at like 2 a.m there's one new grit knocks and he's like i, I can't sleep and, and and that is one of the greatest feelings again when you're outperforming expectations when you're a program on the rise after so much bad you're now finally getting a taste of that good and after a decade and a half of kind of wandering the wilderness yes these tennessee fans are beside themselves and it's awesome and and because we are a sports show we have to say well screw all that i don't care about any of that can you win a championship answer the question aaron murray is tennessee a contender uh, yes, I do think Tennessee is a contender. I think they have the makings of a championship football team this year. Uh, I, I think they have – I said at the beginning of the year that I thought LSU had the best group of receivers. I'm going back on that now. I think Tennessee right now has the best group of receivers in the SEC. And honestly, they may have the best group of receivers in the country. Uh, when you look mm-hmm. at what Tillman's done, if you, you, you really watch what Hyatt has been to this offense this year and how much he has improved from last year – uh, McCoy got uh, much more involved in the game last week uh, with Cedric out with an injury. You know, he's talented. The coaching staff was loving what he was doing for the first game of the season. They just weren't getting him enough touches. So now all of a sudden you have three legitimate number one receivers on that roster. Maybe the number one receiver in the SEC, along with Hennon Hooker, who is kind of working his way to possibly being the number one quarterback in the SEC. Yep. I think their yep. offensive line is great. Uh, I think Jabari at running back is 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 a really good addition as well. They got some good tight ends. Like there isn't a weakness on that offense. There really isn't. I mean, from top to bottom, you can't say, "Hey, man, this is how you stop Tennessee in the offense." It's going to have to be, you know, Hendon having a bad day essentially for you to kind of slow them down. So, good luck to defenses. I, I do worry about slowing them down. And then Tennessee on the defensive side of the football, I said this about Ole Miss last year and or you know comparing Tennessee to Ole Miss Ole Miss's defense got better last year from from two years ago to last year we knew the offense yeah. was going to be good can the defense just get a little bit better they did 
And then all of a sudden, Ole Miss was a 10-win team. Tennessee hmm. was giving up 29 points per game last year. Can they get down to around 24 or 25 points per game, which I think they can. And if they can do that, you're talking about a legitimate contender based on what we know this offense can do. So I like their defense, man. Omari Thomas up front, Tyler Barron, the way they move him around, especially in third downs uh, in their speed package is absolutely tremendous. So yeah, I am, um, I'm kind of sipping the, uh, the Tennessee Kool-Aid a little bit right now. I actually really like that Ole Miss comp because we'll talk about this Tennessee defense in a second. Uh, Bilbo Baggins firmly with his purple and gold glasses on says LSU is going to get three picks with at least one pick six when they play Tennessee. I, I don't think so. Hootie says, I love the SEC shorts of Tennessee this week, which if you haven't seen is absolutely fantastic as Tennessee for the first time since seemingly the early 2000s gets back into the top 10 room. Um here, here, here's, and then Manuel Souza says, LSU and their fans will learn about Tennessee defense the hard way. Well, that is the question because w- when I look at Tennessee as a contender, Aaron, first off, I have to say, okay, what do we mean by contender? And and I'm saying, I'm, I'm guessing that we mean by like, you know, winning a championship. And yes. I love Tennessee's offense. Tennessee's offense is championship good. Like we said, I don't think anybody is capable of stopping Tennessee's offense. I think you have to hope to contain them. Like, if you hold them to the 20s, I feel like that's a win. Now, we saw yeah. Pittsburgh get pretty close to that, but I feel like that's going to be a win this year as well because I think this offense is going to keep getting better after that Pittsburgh game. And when you look thus far, it's not like it's come against bad teams. Like, they've played a nice schedule. They've done it in big games, in big moments. 10.6 yards per attempt right now. For Hendon Hooker. So this ain't no dink and dunk, uh, weak-ass, limp-wristed BS. No, these are strong, deep strikes. 72% completion, 1,200 yards, highest-rated quarterback in the SEC, and now getting Tillman back. The offense is championship good. Yep. But unfortunately, the defense is not. It is um, – and, and the defense is better. Like you said, the defense is better. And Tennessee will be a team – I think that wins a New Year's Six Bowl or is at least in one. And that's a massive step forward. And we shouldn't just like discount that because that is huge. And I think their defense is that good. It's just that when push comes to shove and you're talking about the two dragons of the realm, look, man, their defense right now is dead last in the SEC in terms of pass yards given up per game. Uh, So Arkansas. (laughs) Wait, go on. Who do you you like? So, I mean, we – I think the, the 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 feeling is Georgia's still one. I think we all I think everyone who knows college football can agree Georgia most likely is going to win the East. Uh if they do stumble, it would be versus Tennessee, but I, I still think they're the better team, plus they get the game in Athens. But the bigger thing is like it, you beat you, you took care of business first Florida. You got that monkey off your back. We talked about that yesterday. Now the next team in the East that you really have to be concerned about, obviously it's not South Carolina. They'll take care of South Carolina. No. It's not Vandy. It's not Missouri. It's Kentucky. No. It's like it's, it's, it's a race to see who's number two. And they play them, I believe, at the end of the month on the 29th. They get them at home. So my question to you right now is if you want to be considered a contender, I think you kind of got to get to that number two spot in the East first is that next step. Are they better yeah. than Kentucky right now? Well, I mean, honestly, Aaron, though, if you want to be a contender, you got to get you got to I mean, you got to get to the Georgia Alabama level, right? Because like yeah. only two teams are going to make it from the SEC. And that's why I say like for Tennessee, I don't think that this question is Tennessee legit contender. That be the answer being no is not at all a commentary on the direction of the program because the direction is fantastic because you're right right now they're fighting for second best in the East right yeah. there neck and neck with the Kentucky. I cannot wait. For this weekend, dude, it is the ultimate like, uh, you know, two teams enter only one team. This this town, this second ranked spot ain't big enough for the two of us. But what does worry me is I look at Anthony Richardson's game log. okay, and I see 168, 143, 112, 453. This man threw for 30 more yards, Aaron, than he had on the season. Against Tennessee alone, also through his first two touchdowns of the season. And when you're talking about guys like Stequavius and Bryce and even Will Levis, uh, that's that's a red flag, and that's going to hold 
you back. So that's why they're not a contender. But it's not a, it's not a commentary on them. Um, they're still awesome. I think they I think they uh, win it. I, they play for a New Year's Six Bowl. If they win, not only will they have their first major bowl win in a while, but they'll finish in the top ten, and that is a hell of a year for this Tennessee team, dude. Uh, all right, something near and dear to your heart. So now that we've solved the Tennessee problem world, um, let's talk about the Texas A&M Aggies. As uh, our, our, our wonderful producer, Brian Brumley, has asked a very simple question here. Has Max Johnson fixed the Texas A&M offense, Air Murray? Yes and no. Uh, well, I think him, mm. the addition of Max, has, has fixed a major hole in the offense. That's the quarterback spot, which is – a pretty pretty big damn hole. Uh, if you don't have a quarterback that fits the system, you're going to be in trouble. And he just fits what they're trying to do. One, he takes care of the football. Uh, he takes care of the football. He's a better thrower. And for those who watched the game this past weekend versus Arkansas, and it's kind of watched him even last year back at LSU, the dude can run. And he can get out of some really tight situations with his legs to be able to get first downs, to extend plays, throw as well on the run. So I think he does everything good. Is, is he elite right now? No, but he's a better option than what they, they've had. And, and we've said it a bajillion times on the show. So, yes, like their offense is better because Max Johnson is the one making the call. Their offense is obviously a lot worse now that Anaya Smith is out for the season. And you're talking about a team that, that oh, we, I we put a lot of pressure that. on the quarterback. <laughs> we put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, T-Bob. But the receivers at at A and M right now are just—they're not elite. And when you lose your best one, and all of a sudden now, all of a sudden you're going to have to put all the pressure on a freshman and Evan Stewart. That worries me about this offense a little bit. So that's why I'm kind of like, yes, huge addition with him at quarterback, but huge minus now that you're you're essentially your best player on offense is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, man. Look, I, I I think that there is Aaron a a difference, right, in improving a shitty situation and fixing the underlying kind of fundamental uh, shitty broken parts, right? Like you can, it's it's the classic uh, put a band aid on it sort of problem, right? Like let's say you got a leak, short term, you, you don't want to call a plumber, or some uh, maybe just get some duct tape out, you wrap it around, okay, that's going to work for a while until it doesn't. Eventually, you're still going to need to make real repairs, right? Max Johnson is duct tape on this Texas A&M offense. Um, again, I would point you to game logs. In this case, the Arkansas defense game logs. They gave up 325 yards passing to Cincinnati, 376 to Rattler in South Carolina. They gave up 357 to Southwest Missouri State in a massive game. Max Johnson went 11 for 21 for 151 yards and one touchdown. And so, yes, I get it. They are better because Max is a better quarterback than Haynes King is. But the offense is still broken. And, and, and the reason why they were to win that game and win a lot of the games this season is simply because they have recruited well over a long amount of time. And so, like, they 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 kind of have some interesting ends around, uh, wins around the edges of the game that ends up translating to the scoreboard, right? Like like that scoop and score, well, right? Have, the athleticism. Defense. They also have an elite yes, defense. Yes. So, okay, so help me out there because I'm kind of like – I, they, they seem really good in the secondary. At time, the defensive line looks so intimidating, but I'm still struggling to kind of square the circle of how App State pushed them around. Like, I that's that's kind of the only thing that I can't get over with their defense. But I feel you. Like, I see their defense on tape. They look big as, they look big as hell. They look really fast. Like, they should be better, I think, than they are statistically. So, but yes, they've yeah. recruited very well. So they got a lot of talent, and it shows up in plays like, you know, the the scoop and score fumble where they lateral like that's just a pure instinct, athleticism, talent, playmaker type of play. They've run back kicks for touchdowns this season, so they're finding ways to win around the edges of football. But at its core, the offense is awful. Like the offense yeah. is just no. awful. The guards are not yeah. very good. The scheme they put them in is not very good. Like some of this gap scheme pass protection stuff they're doing is so hard 
for these guards trying to pull and remain on these islands. Like, it, and, and it's very old. Like, maybe it worked more back in the day when you were constantly running counter and power and teams had to respect it. But now it feels like these guys are just getting up field and these guards are just lost in space. So it's just uh, danger, Will Robinson. It's just, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I, I'm still kind of of the opinion that Fisher remains a solid CEO, but I don't know, man. I think it would behoove him to maybe bring in a, a new hotshot young OC, dude. No, I think he should too, especially with the talent that they have on the roster and the talent that they, they, they've recruited to for the past few years. Like bring in someone that, that can modernize, modernize this offense. There we go. Uh, and, and kind of bring it to what 2022 football looks like in 2023 and beyond. And you just don't see that. Like when they line up and play, it's a lot of just get lined up and go. I don't see the motions and shifts and moving personnel into unique positions to create leverage and to create matchups. It's kind of like this is what we have and we're just going to play ball. And that just doesn't work anymore in today's game. Or it's not going to work at the rate where you're going to be able to score 30, 40 points to compete against some of the elite offenses that you're going to face. But, you know, flip it over, they do have an elite defense. You, you, you kind of hit on some points. I love their linebackers. Chris Russell, number 24, is an absolute stud. Damani uh, Richardson on the back end. They're big. They're fast. They run. They, ta- they tackle well in space. Like, their defense, while, you know, they might have gotten pushed around versus App State, only gave up 17 points to App State. They had a shutout in week one. Yeah. They only gave up nine points to Miami. And then against a very good Arkansas team, they only gave up 21 points. So this yeah, is okay, okay. to me one get, of the better yeah, defenses yeah. in this league. Yeah, I guess to me the the App State thing is just that they ran twice the amount of plays, right? So it wasn't a lot of it's points, but like sucks. on a plate. Yeah, their offense is awful. I, would, I, I wouldn't up? blame the defense on that. I would blame more the offense for just being just piss poor and not being able to stay on the field. I guess it's fair because, like, the real success for F-State didn't come to the end of the game when the defense was just exhausted and kind of broken. Still shocking to me that F-State could break you because this is not even a very good F-State team. I mean, it is kind of, but, like, it's a very chaotic F-State team. But eventually I got to let that game go and kind of forgive them the same way that I'm forgiving Georgia for uh, Kent State. So, okay, so we will say then the offense is still broken, but defense special teams say that A&M is still able to win some games. What up, Trey Wynn in the chat? He says, what's up, gents? Vols are legit, but that defense has to get better if they want to talk UGA or even competing with Alabama. Cody Brunet says, is Jimbo the next Les Miles? Hmm. It is interesting, man. It's impossible to escape some of the parallels swirling around Les, uh, Jimbo Fish right now and how they mirrored the Les Miles downfall at LSU. Kind of beholden to an old-school offense that is very obviously not paying dividends, wasting a, a, a ton of offensive talent. Um, honestly, look, Jimbo's going to have rope to fix this thing with this new class but he has to get it fixed and fast yeah. by next year for sure. Or he will be the next Les Miles. Um, Chase Kicker, Aaron, what do you think about this? He says both Alabama and Georgia are going to take their shot at Tennessee personally because they know everybody will be comparing the outcomes. Does Tennessee become a proxy war for Alabama and Georgia before the SEC championship? i tell you what, though. I mean, Tennessee's schedule is an absolute grind. You know, So they're on a bye week right now. I think – you know, we talk about like how do you stop this 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 offense for Tennessee, and I think a team that that has a chance to be pretty darn good at least to give them some fits is your LSU Tigers because I love their secondary, especially with you know, with Ward there at the nickel position, someone that can yeah, you know, cover, but also if Hendon wants to pull down and run, is super physical in the run game. Also, they got some guys there at the front four with 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 B. Joe Gelari and and, and Ali Gay. So like I think LSU at home with that crowd noise may have to the ability to kind of show what it takes to slow down this Tennessee offense. But if, like if Tennessee goes out there and just is just destroys LSU, goes in the Baton Oof. Rouge and scores forty points, Oof, relax. To dude, me, relax. then I'm saying like I don't know if anyone's going to have the solution to slow down this offense. Um, but then you go from LSU to Alabama, you got UT Martin in between, and then after that it's Kentucky and then at Georgia. So they got a four game stretch. Where they're going to face, oh or a five-game stretch, where they're going to face four of the best defenses in the SEC. So we're going to learn a lot. Like we we want to know if Tennessee is a contender. You know, the month of October leading into that game versus versus Georgia, the first weekend of November, is going to tell us a lot about how far this team can really go this year. 
Tennessee, four and a half points favorites in Death Valley uh, in the look ahead line. Uh, so watch out, Tennessee. Look, poor old LSU. I get it. You know, we're the underdog, dude. Hope we can win. I just hope we can win, Aaron. I mean, I just hope we can That's compete it. with big old Tennessee, man. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Let's start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat bet, same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's right. What's up? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show. Check it out if you haven't already. And I don't care if you're new to FanDuel or if you already have an account because check it out every Thursday night. You'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Are you kidding me? Same game probably is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday this Thursday night. Okay, an awesome game. Tua and the Dolphins taking on Joey B and the Bengals. Dolphins undefeated. Looked awesome. Bengals struggled out the gate. Why are the Bengals favored by three and a half? It's stinky and me thinky. You should go with Cincy. Okay, so I'm going to do a little Cincy minus three and a half. Jamar Chase anytime touchdown score. Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdowns. Nice and easy. Two to one payday. You could do that with a no sweat bet. So what are you waiting for? You can build your own like I just did, or you can choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in the top rated FanDuel Sportsbook app. So check it out every single NFL Thursday, no sweat, same game parlay. Just sign up with the promo code SNAPS if you already don't have an account. That's promo code SNAPS to get free bets back if your same game parlay does not hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, Speaking of hoping to compete, uh, there is one school that is constantly being championed 
and yet always disappoints. And those are the Texas Longhorns. Every time you done tricked yourself again into trying to kick that football, Lucy pulls it from you once again. And so the question remains, Aaron Murray, when you think about the head of the Texas football program right now, Steve Sarkeesian, will Steve Sarkeesian ever be able to bring Texas back? Yes, and I would say yes because of, of NIL and because of money. And, and look what Texas mm. A&M was able to How build crass. the recruiting class. Money. Money solves a lot of problems. Yes. Money also brings you the best players in Texas. It also brings you the best players in America. And I think with Texas joining the SEC, with Texas getting a Manning, and, and we'll see how good he really is, is the name. He's a good quarterback. I will say that. Does is oh, the no. name helping? Are, are you are you fa- are you falling down the are you falling down the arch? Uh, the arch. I, yeah. I don't I, I don't want to say hate for you, but I call it like the, the RJ Trail, where hating. like he's a great quarterback. I think he's a very. Good are, are, but are you are you one of the guys that's like he'd be a four star if his last name wasn't Manning? <laughs> okay, say it with your chest, Aaron Murray. Come on, you're say teasing Brum your over here. Give him the sound bite. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, regardless if he's a four or five star. I was a four star. Okay, okay, okay yeah. So you're life. scared of getting blackballed in the QB one rooms by the Mannings? They'd be like, yeah. "Hey, Murray, well, I heard what you said on snaps." It's 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 it's, it's football royalty. Uh, but anyway, yeah, right, bro? Like, you they, got the you they, got they the records, not them, up. dude. You yeah, got the records, got, not them. Dude. They have a lot more zeros in their bank account <laughs> than I do. <laughs> uh, they don't have Daytona Touchdown Club, Aaron, okay? They They'll never have that. No, uh, they will never enjoy a Monday night in Daytona the way I did. But <laughs> they will. Texas will recruit well. Texas is, is I think, the funny thing is football nowadays, as we know, it's an offensive game. And, and yes, defenses still can win championships. Georgia proved it last year, but – Sexy offenses will lure these players into committing to their universities. And right now, Texas, once again, has a, a much better and enticing offense to commit to than what Texas A&M does. And I think that plays into a huge advantage for Shark and the Longhorns of, of bringing in top-tier talent, bringing in the better receivers, bringing in the better quarterbacks, bringing in the better you know running backs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because he is more innovative in that side of the football. So that – gives me faith that Texas football is close. And I'm never going to say they're back until they do it year after year after year after year. Because we know like a few years ago, they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Georgia did not care to be there, but they beat them. And everyone's screaming, Texas is back, Texas is back. But they're not back. Like you're well, Ellinger back. told us they were. do it for it two great or three or four years. So I'm, I'm going to hold off on saying that. But they're in the right direction. Man, you know, you know, Tennessee fans feeling fat and cocky after that Florida win. Scotty O to the $5 Super Chat. Shout out, Scotty. Uh, Scotty does know, as he says, y'all went from the real UT to the fake UT. Texas will never be back. They are leaving a subpar conference for the top of the top. And look, I don't say never, but it is interesting what Scotty's talking about here, right? Because Aaron Murray, I will be damned. If this Texas Tech game didn't feel like a script I have seen a thousand times before, where Texas has a double-digit lead early in the second half, and it looks like maybe they're right on the edge of taking over the game and putting things away. They can't do it. Next thing you know, the fourth quarter starts. They fall flat on their face. They get bullied into a loss. And the odd part is, yes, we saw this with Sark last year going 5-7, and seven, but we saw it in the Tom Herman era quite a few times. We saw it in the Charlie Strong era quite a few times. And so the common denominator issue transcends multiple staffs, multiple uh, years. And to me, that speaks to an issue that may be more baked into this program than, than we all realize or give credit for. And I get it. They get all the money, right? But they are dealing with inherent problems that cannot be fixed purely with talent or money. Because we look to the rosters of Texas and Alabama. They have the same amount of four stars. Like, like Texas yep. still has, from a pure talent perspective, one of the best rosters in the entire country, right? There is something up with that program where they're just not able to get the most out of him. And again, this is not to say that it's an impossible puzzle to solve, but I do think 
that sort of transcendent disappointment that that, that transcends multiple layers that speaks to a problem that needs time and Sark has to earn that time. And so what that looks like now is forget about competing for championships at the game. Go eight and four this year. Okay. Go eight and four, win your bowl game. Then next year, start talking about nine or 10 years. Then after that, maybe start talking about competing for a conference championship. Then only then can you, heal those issues and only then I think can you be back and so Sark has to go earn that time but I'm not going to overly freak out because of this Texas Tech line like sure yes Sark Sark still can Sark absolutely can but they need to finish this year uh strong and 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 honestly when you look at the Big 12 this year well we'll talk about the Big 12 Aaron do you have anything to add on Texas before we get to OU no, well, it's you, you talk about getting to eight and four, and that's that's a lot easier said than done. I mean, we talked about it yesterday for on the show, but the Big Twelve is legit, man. The Big Twelve is is why it may not be the best conference in America, it may be the most competitive conference when it comes to any yes. team yes. being being able to be any team on any given weekend. I mean, I I I've, I think Texas could be any team in the conference. I think Oklahoma can. I think Oklahoma State can. I think. You know, Baylor and Kansas State and Texas Tech and Kansas are all showing us that they are very capable teams to make a deep run inside that conference. So saying right now a team that's two and two is gonna go eight and four, that's that's gonna be a grind when they have games against Oklahoma, against Oklahoma yeah. State, at Oklahoma State, at Kansas State, at Kansas, and then versus TCU and versus Baylor down the stretch, man. I think if you do go eight and four. You're, if you're a Texas fan, you feel really good about that because I'm kind of seeing seven and five right now. No, I am too, but that's not good enough is what I'm saying. Like that's no. not going to no, earn Sark the rope that he needs. Um, yeah. And question number five, is Oklahoma's loss a small problem or a big problem? Look, I'll say this. It's obviously a big problem as far as their playoff hopes go, right? Because it proves to me that they are not a playoff team. I still think this is a top 25 college football team firmly ranked in the teens. That's a solid program, but – just what you talked about, Aaron. I can't sit here and say I think they're outright better than Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas. And Bilbo in the chat calls the Big 12 the most mid-conference in the country. But guess what, man? There's a role for mids, okay? Mids mids are great. Maybe you are you want to roll like volume blunts or joints or something, right? You don't want to use very good marijuana in that. No, it's okay, man. You can still have a lot of fun with mids. And mids can still be relatively strong. And to me, while there are no superpowers, there are no like white rhinos or like AK-47 purple cushion there. It's a lot of strong. You're not getting a lot of seats. Okay. Not a lot of times. It's a strong, consistent conference top to bottom. No superpowers, but everybody's pretty solid. And as far as the conference goes, I love that. But but it does mean that Oklahoma is not a playoff team. No. No. I, I don't think Oklahoma's a playoff team right now. I think, you know, they they – it was concerning watching the defense last week, and and with remember it's year one, so like we we were like, oh, they got Venables, and this defense is all of a sudden just going to turn into this juggernaut inside that conference. And I, I don't think they're going to perform as as poorly as they did versus Kansas State. I do think they're going to get better and better throughout the season. But once again, when you look at the conference and you look at the depth, the one thing that concerns me, while it may be a very fun an entertaining season for fans of the Big 12 because every weekend there's going to be great matchups. Every weekend you're going to have upsets like we saw this past weekend with Texas Tech over Texas and Kansas State being Oklahoma. That's going to hinder your ability to make the playoffs, especially when two of the best teams in the country are going to get in from the SEC once again this year. So all of a sudden now two spots are pretty much gone. (laughs) Two spots are eliminated. Georgia, Alabama, most likely going to get in once again this year. Ohio State most likely going to get in once again this year. So that leaves one spot for the Big 12, the Pac-12, or the ACC. And right now, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 no, but see, me, I don't but see this is my problem. Be, this is my problem, though. I don't think there's going to be a one-loss Big 12 team. I no. think it's going to be a two-loss. No. You're going to have to hope yeah. that Clemson craps the bed, that USC craps the bed in order to get in at the end of the day. I don't see either team going 11-1. So this is my problem, though, 
is that that's why we need to expand the playoff, okay? Because yeah. the Big 12 should be celebrated this season because there are no shitty teams. And there should yeah. be something to be said for top to bottom consistently like that. And, and yet, we're just going to crap on them because they're all so solid that they're going to cannibalize one another. So, uh, yeah, expand the playoff, all that. Aaron Murray, I know it's got a dollop of fall in the air, and I'm feeling all happy, but guess what? I'm like I'm like the Hulk in the first Avengers movie. You know what my secret is, Aaron Murray? I'm stay angry okay and i got a lot of hate in my heart and i'm ready to spew it to your people as we very quickly here give you our top five most hated rivals for uga and lsu air murray number five who do the bulldogs hate the most well the fifth the fifth bull, most i mean ah, uh, i see i don't know if the, this is who the bulldogs hate the most or who you hate brought, most. and hate the strong word but who i disdain the most I have to be somewhat politically oh, correct because okay. I do cover these teams in the SEC on the weekend. So, like, you know, I don't want to be like going to someone like, oh, well, I heard you you hate us, you asshole. I'm like, well, I'm with it. Uh, I knew That's nothing fair. of this rivalry. I knew nothing of the, the South's deepest rivalry because I didn't really watch college football growing up. I didn't watch a lot of Georgia football growing up. But when I played my first game there in Jordan-Hare, and and experience that hatred and that violence i was like f auburn straight up f auburn so auburn is my yes. number one on the list uh for most hated teams a hundred percent uh i had a lot of bad memories in that stadium i have a lot of broken bones and blood on that field and <laughs> a lot of um essentially just injuries that inhibit my golf game from being as good as it could be Wow! Wow! So, every time prohibit. you go to drive the ball, you just you just feel the shadow of Nick Fairley in your hips, just taunting you. Uh, okay, so that works out. On my list, I'm going five to one here. Uh, my are you going straight through? Do you want me to go? You want me to go straight? Yeah. How do you want to do this? Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. We actually through. probably don't have time. To, yeah, we probably don't have time to bounce back and forth. All right, Aaron Murray, number four on your list. Who you got? All right. Obviously, the one of the best rivalries out there, Florida. Uh, growing up a Florida kid, I would get so much shit from my friends who went to Florida. Like every Friday night, they're calling me, they're texting me, trying to keep me up. I'm like, dude, do you not understand that I can essentially just put my phone on silent? Like you're not keeping me up by calling me at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, they didn't really get that. But still, it's just fun. I would say it's, it's more fun being a kid from Florida uh, and, and playing in that game. And then obviously my parents would get so much crap too that I can't believe you you let your son go to Georgia when you guys live in Tampa, yada, yada, yada. So that's number two. Number three, Tennessee. Um, that stadium was an absolute grind to be in. And we know how crazy those fans are there in Knoxville. Four was South Carolina. I hate them because I was just awful playing there in, in, in Columbia. I mean, I just was terrible there. But hell of an environment. Love Hey, Sandstorm. Sandstorm's tied though. I tore my ACL in that yep. stadium, and I still love it. Oh, nice. It was really cool. To, yeah. I mean, I played awesome. the worst games of my life in that stadium, but I think it's an incredible atmosphere. And then number five oh, yeah. is obviously Alabama. And I don't really think it's a rivalry. I think there's a mutual respect between George and Alabama, it's like, you know, the two elites, they kind of just look at each other like, hey, you're great, I'm great. But uh, I would say Alabama's it's, fine. It's, you're great, I'm great, ass padding? I mean, Jesus, yeah. Aaron. What are you out here giving over the pants eight shades to each other? Relax, this is the hate list, not the brother-in-law oh. list. What, what hey, are you talking my, my about? My bad here? on that. Whoever R is in the chat, yeah, I did screw up. I went from one to five and not five to one. So, <laughs> okay, I thought I was very confused by that. <laughs> no, he went from one to four to two to five. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if we're going to wait, you know what? Brum, Brum, when the, Brum, Brum in the rundown is like, see, now I feel like an asshole because Brum in the rundown is like, Aaron, you need to put five to one. I'm like, no, you do it. Like joking yeah, around, and I'm the dumbass who screwed it up. <laughs> so, Brumley, I apologize. I, look, 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 we we didn't have to do the full autopsy, but now that we're doing it, yeah, you know, dude. I'm an asshole. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Uh, all right, here we go. T Bob's top five most hated rivals. Number five. I'm gonna try my best not to the F word a lot here. Number five, Auburn. Frig off, Auburn. Okay. You're so lame, dude. Your stadium experience is a glorified pep rally. You're you 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 have like 
the the you have these 1950s vibes that are just so soft and so awful. And guess what? The Tigers are coming to town this weekend, and they're gonna put it on that ass. Big bet on LSU to cover this weekend. Shout out FanDuel promo code SNAPS. Uh, Number four on my list. Oh, my God. The most highfalutin team in the SEC, the Ole Miss Rebels. Those classic insecure guys, uh, people who are not uh, confident in themselves. So what do they try to wow you with? They try to wow you with money. They're not any good at football. Oh, look, we put chandeliers in the tailgate, man. They go five and five in 2020. Everybody's ready to crown him. Six in the S&P Plus. Get the hell out of here, Robits. Y'all are stupid. Ole Miss sucks. Ole Piss, more like, okay? Number three on the list, the Texas A&M Aggies. Y'all are disgusting. Fueled by oil, the same way like countries uh, like like Saudi Arabia or Qatar or any of these other countries that commit horrible human atrocities. That is you, Texas A&M, and you're all trumped up and fat and cocky and you're weird and you're cultish and the yell leaders grab their nuts during the game to inflict pain on themselves to like try to bond with the team. It's all very odd. A&M, y'all suck, okay? Get the hell out of here and your failures. You have all the money in the world and you're still disappointments, okay? Number two on this list list the florida gators billy napier more like billy lampier okay dude get the hell out of here florida you think you're so tight you're so trashy with your your concrete jungle of a campus your disgusting jean short usage i mean the amount of meth riddled teeth that i see in the swamp on any given saturday uh well it's enough to you could create a literal anti-meth campaign just by using crowd pictures it's, it's actually quite impressive in many ways and get the hell out of here with playing y'all every i'm done with florida and then number one on this list because obviously look man i you know what this is a personal list i loathe alabama um they caused me the worst single defeat of my entire life the last game i ever played in college a 21 nothing loss in the national championship despite the fact we had beaten them that year and i get it LSU's not on Alabama's level, but guess what? Okay. Things are cyclical. Okay. The rise just sets up the fall. One day you will fall. One day your reign's going to come to an end and you better believe I'm going to be there to light you on fire and then not even piss on you to put it out. Okay. Alabama, just wait, your downfall's coming and it's going to hurt all the worse because of this rarefied air that you've been spoiled with since 2007. So in summary, Brahmanair, Aaron, uh, frig off Auburn, screw you Ole Miss, you suck Texas A&M, you're dirty and gross Florida, and Alabama, I hope you burn in the depths of hell. I think that'll do you it. You feel good? You feel good? I feel you, great. I feel. I, I think, actually I feel like I got those it. those who are not watching, <laughs> T-Bob is three shades red, redder, 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 and sweating his balls. More red. More red. More, More red. red. I, I lost More all red. my tan that I had before uh, we started this show, before football season started. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Whew, I feel better. I need to get it off my chest. Rick Rollins says, no, Arkansas for LSU. It makes no sense. In my playing career, the only team I had a losing record against in five years was Arkansas. We were two and three, but I have no hate in my heart for them. It's the oddest thing. I don't know if it's like Pittman or I just like, like Arkansas is the home of the cheese dip championships of the world. I don't know exactly what it is, but I don't know. I don't hate Arkansas. It's all good. We chill. Aaron Murray, have a great show, man. Appreciate it. I'm glad you feel better. Uh, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Oh, I forgot one that ship in the rivalry. Oh yeah, here you uh, go. Then bumblebees, baby. Georgia Tech. But shut up. Shut nobody, like, nobody, nobody, like nobody like, Get the hell out. Oh my God. That's how far Tech's or Georgia Tech has fallen that that I did not even think of them when I was putting this <laughs> list together. Like literally, it just came to my mind right yeah. now that I'm like, yeah. oh, damn, I forgot yeah. Georgia Tech. In I'm so glad. Like, hey, y'all are like, so brave going out of your way to uh keep that game on. Good job. Gotta know, keep them rivalries I alive, just, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep it alive. Got to keep it alive. Uh, well, that'll do it for today's snap. Um, shout out Ryan Brumley. Shout out FanDuel promo code SNAPS if you're signing up for the first time. Got a no sweat bet right now. You can bet up to $1,000. And if you lose, you get the money back in free bets. To try to win again. 
pretty awesome, right? Um, so basically, just like bet anything that you would just deposit in your account, and you'll play for free. Um, and uh, shout out to Colin Coward, Volume Sports YouTube channel. Uh, Brum, do you want me to open this turtle boxing on stream? You never answered me. We'll do that tomorrow. Okay, cool. Hell yeah, man. Um, yeah, I know. It looks pretty sweet. I haven't opened it yet. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, shout oh, out to Turtlebox. I, I opened it last week when I got it. It, 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 it booms now. Really? Okay. Ooh. Hell yeah, dude. I'm freaking pumped. Uh, all right. Ryan Brumley, our excellent producer. Thank you as well. And obviously, everybody in the chat, guys, are Brian Kirby, Dart Jameis, Bilbo, Parker, Rick, just everybody hanging out. We love y'all. Like the post. Share the stream share the pod and we will see you tomorrow for some more snaps open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua live nation presents concert week now through may 14th get 25 dollars tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75 percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 savage alanis morissette Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.